Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to the Wesleyan Next Step podcast. This is part two of a two-part special and with me again is Isabel Skinner. Hello, Izzy. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me back. So, as I said, it's part two. You're talking to Sarah Douglas again. What are you chatting about? So, in part one, um, we spoke briefly about uh, Sarah being involved with the Army Reserves. And in part two, we talked in a little bit more depth about the part-time work she did alongside her studies at medical school, but also even now while she's doing her foundation training, and how she kind of grabs hold of that elusive work-life balance, which is a really important topic for us at The Next Step. Absolutely. So let's hear what you two have to say. When I met you at the Edinburgh Next Step event, hearing you talk on the panel and speaking to the students, a couple of things that really stood out to me is that alongside your studies and even now alongside your work, you were spinning so many plates. (laughs) So you had some part-time jobs going on at the time and I also understand that you're in the Army Reserve. So what I'd really like to talk to you about today really is kind of what it was that spurred you on to do all those things and how you managed to keep up so much at once because I think that that's you know a real testament to you so but basically perhaps the best place to start would be to tell everyone um, about the part-time work that you were doing while you were studying for your medical degree. The main part-time job I had is that I'm a qualified sports nurse um, and I did that degree while I was doing my intercalation degree um, and then I really enjoyed it so then I kept it going and the more sort of clients that I had meant I felt bad if I was to stop it and I really enjoyed it so I just kept it going Um, and I still do that job just now because I really like it Um, but obviously I can't do it as much as I did at university just because of my hours Um, and I also worked for a catering company which um, I didn't do that often but it was just like if I wanted a little bit more money or I actually quite liked doing it as well Um, and it was it was quite good for it had a lot of like medical students working for it because it was a zero hour contract we could just sign up to the events that we wanted if we were free so it was it was quite good and it was really flexible that way a key question and in fact it's something that we talk about a lot at the next step roadshow events is striking this elusive work-life balance i mean it's something that we're all looking for but in something as challenging and time consuming as a medical degree it's obviously something really honorable for you to have done so i kind of wondered how it was that you struck a balance between your studies and your part-time work? I think it really depends on the sort of type of person you are. I quite like being really busy um, and I always have been so I think um, I'm able to try to do both of those quite well and um, I remember someone saying like if you want there's a saying that says if you want something done give it to a busy person um, and <laughs> I like that a lot yeah <laughs> and I think it's quite true because like when I did my intercalation degree I had a lot more spare time and I actually found that even though I had more spare time in the day I didn't necessarily do much more with it whereas um because I knew I was trying to work and go to uni and I also um ran quite competitively at university as well so I wanted to do training for that I had to plan my day well um so I think because I basically would wake up in the morning and knew what I was doing every hour of that day um I could plan my week ahead and I just fitted it in when I could and I didn't mind if I was going from one thing to the next I'd have like all my kit and everything I needed in my bag and it just worked for me quite well yeah I can imagine that's put you in really good stead for starting your f1 as well yeah, the thing they say at the start of F1 is a lot of um, people struggle with the long hours and they encourage us in their first week to, although we might feel tired after our first day at work, to not just go home and sleep, which so many of us wanted to do. And they really said it's important to go out and meet friends or go to the gym, go for a run, like do something so you're not just in that sort of sleep work cycle. And 
I can say that in the first few weeks it was difficult because everything's quite stressful at work and it's a new environment and you are tired. Um, but I, I mean, the last week I had a 91 hour week and I still in the evening like went to the gym, went for a run, I met friends for drinks. Like I, I actually that made me feel so much better yeah. um, because it was more enjoyable to see people and it made you, makes you feel so much better if you get a little bit of exercise or fresh air or something in as well. Definitely. And there's something about giving up all the things that you enjoy outside of work and sacrificing that stuff can make you feel a little bit resentful about going to work. Whereas if yeah, you yeah. can manage to do both at once, you can enjoy work while you're doing it and enjoy the other stuff while you're doing it as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. you don't want work to become your life. Like I love I love work, but I would really like to do other things in my life as well. Um, and I also think it's quite important to maintain friends that aren't medics. And at work, all, all I'm surrounded by is like nurses and doctors. So I think like by continuing doing like my other job where I have a lot of um, people that I'm quite good friends with now for sports massage and also um, like going to my running training, I meet a lot of people who aren't um, in the, like the medical profession. And that keeps me sane. <laughs> Absolutely. I can see why it would. Yeah, yeah. very, very sensible. So particularly as you mentioned um, working as a sports masseuse, one of my questions was, are you employed or are you working freelance? So I was working freelance. I looked into um, being employed for a while, but um, all the, the places nearby that I could like rent a room from, um, it, it was much more like stipulating the times I'd have to go, like I'd have to get a set hours on different days and it was just quite difficult depending I didn't know what my shifts would be like or if I wanted to do something at the weekend so it's much easier just to um I've got like an area set up in my flat where I can do it from and that works so much better for me. Does that mean that you're self-employed technically? Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about what someone considering following in your shoes might have to expect in terms of the financial implications? Obviously like to be self-employed I have to have like insurance and also um now I'm earning a salary as well. There's the, the tax side of the self-employed job and my job, um, which was relatively easy to sort out. You just got to like pay attention to your paychecks when they come through and make sure that you're being taxed the appropriate amount um, and keep on on top of the money that you're getting in. Um, in terms of working for, if I was to get a like a bed or a room in a sports massage shop or like another massage place, it for me wouldn't have been worth it because the um, overheads I would have had to have paid probably wouldn't have been worth it for the amount of hours I do per week because it varies um, depending on how many clients I want to get that week. Um, but if you're someone that would want that, who knew that you were getting a set number a week, it might be worth it for you. And then um, that that's just like another thing you'd have to think about is the, the overhead cost. But for me doing it in my flat, I don't have any of that. So that's quite good. Makes a lot of sense. And as you said, to have that flexibility as well, you know, if you do have a really busy week, you just don't book any clients in. It yeah. really does. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Another thing I was going to ask was you had a real benefit in, you know, getting some experience and working before you started F1. Can you tell me a little bit about how maybe that affected how you felt going into F1? You know, were there any pros or cons to that for you? So the, for the catering job I did, some of their shifts were really long because we used to work weddings. So um, we'd be serving the food at that. And I've done like a 15 hour shift and things like that. So I think I was used to um, dealing with long working hours. Um, sure. And I remember one of my friends saying to another medic who's a few years older than us saying, oh, how can you get out of bed in the morning and know that you have to, like, you, like if you can't be bothered, how can you go to work? And she said, it's your job, you have to. And I think having that mindset of having a little bit of, um, work experience already and um, 
dealing with bosses and um you can't turn up like you can't be lazy at work and things like that is it's just quite good for um going into f1 in general yeah i can see why that would work for sure <laughs> Um, and then the other thing I was going to ask is obviously so it's, it's something that you started while you were at medical school. Um, how have, how has this changed for you doing your part time work now that you're in your foundation training? Have you had to make any sacrifices, or how did you come to finding a new work life balance? Um, so I gave up my um, catering company job just because it wasn't like the, the best pay anyway, and um, they quite had quite, had quite awkward hours. Um, so I couldn't really fit that in with my new job. Um, but I mean, they've, they said I could always go back if I wanted to. But for my sports massage, um, I really enjoy doing that still. And um, quite a lot of the clients I have are, I know through like running and other sports and it's sort of word of mouth. And they understand that this is a sort of side, side job and they're quite a lot of them work themselves. So actually coming in the evening for them suits them rather than during the day. And um, so they, they're generally quite flexible. And I, I do try to fit it in as much as possible. But they completely understand if I have to say, no, sorry, this week, I really can't fit anybody in. Um, and generally, most people are happy with that. Well, I just wondered if there's anything you felt important to you that maybe I hadn't touched upon that you wanted to share? I would just say to the students, um, I think while you're at um, university, I was, a, I was a member of quite a lot of medical committees but also some like sporting committees and I think it's um even if you're not in the committee even if you're just part of them I think it is important to make sure you have both of them I know at university some people are really focused on their career progression and really want to go and that's great and um looking back like doing doing some things in university being members of societies and meeting some doctors and specialists you want to go into really does stand you in good stead for being if I want to your future career because you get to know people and um, however I would say do make sure you have something that's non-work related at the same time so for me it was running or I know a lot of people do hockey just something that you can completely switch off from the medical work side of things um because otherwise you can just go a bit crazy um and as I was saying it's a good way to meet people who aren't medics as well so I think having that balance for both of them if possible, it's a good thing to do. Thank you so much. It was lovely to speak to you. Thank you too. Bye. And that's our show for this week. Thank you again to Isabel and Sarah. Izzy, you told us all about the next step and what goes on there on episode one, but where can we find out more online? If you pop into your browser, www.wesleyan.co.uk forward slash the next step, that will take you to our content hub where we share all sorts of content from articles, videos and kind of snippets from the events. But if you would like to follow us on social media, we've got our Instagram handle, which is at the Wes Next Step. And on Facebook, you can find us at the Next Step Wesleyan. That's great. And if people want to find out more about Wesleyan generally, we're at wesleyan.co.uk, on Twitter at Wesleyan, on Instagram at Wesleyan underscore UK, and we're also on Facebook and LinkedIn. But that's it for now. Thanks for being on the show, Izzy. Thanks for having me. And until next time, thanks for listening. See you.